0: Hey everybody, welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu, episode number 56. My name is Gabe Estel, I'm here with Dennis Levi-Leach and Jonathan Getz. How's it going, guys? Rock and roll, excellent. Well, it's glad to be back. Um, Got a special episode tonight. Some of you may remember uh, a few episodes we've done, not too many, uh, where we shared uh, baseball cards that were important to us. When we were growing up, things that we kind of dusted off from from those collections that are buried in our closets, um,
1: or our parents, or our parents, closets our parents yeah, closets
0: houses. or attics or, or or what have you. Um, so they're cards that we could hunt down from our childhoods, and uh, we shared those with you. We've only done about probably about four or five of them or so. You can find those on... Seven. Rock...
2: We've
0: done seven. Seven? Okay, yeah. seven it is. Uh, Rock... in, the,
2: in the real early days, we were kind of throwing them on at the end of some episodes. For We were.
0: Yeah, we were the, doing that. Way, way uh, back. Machine. And then uh, for others, we, we devoted exclusive episodes to those, uh, to just sharing the cards, just kind of sort of shorter episodes. But tonight... Kind of, We don't have a necessarily a title nailed down for this yet, but it's going to be sort of a special edition of Show Your Cards. A little bit longer where we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of the stories behind all three of us collecting. Um, you know, We're all close to the same age and all grew up in the same area. So we're going to talk a little and all of us live during the card collecting frenzy of the mid 80s to the early 90s.
1: Pre, uh, pre-bubble. Yeah, pre-bubble. Actually, I mean, it was the bubble, but pre-bubble was yeah, right? Yeah, it's like 84 to
2: 93. Yeah, right. And I think a lot of these
1: stories can be pretty universal with our listeners.
0: I think so, yeah. Everybody was collecting cards. It was sort of a... I guess the the closest it's ever been to sort of a national phenomenon was, was during that time um, where everybody was collecting. So we're going to talk about living through that era, uh, what it was like to be a kid collecting during that time. Yeah. Um, And then I want to remind everybody as well, you can find those Show Your Cards episodes, all seven of them, at uh, rockchew.com. You can also find previous episodes, uh, links to cool things that we've talked about, as well as please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at rockinchew. Okay, and I'll remind everybody of that at the end. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. To give everybody a little bit of context, we're really going to be talking about, as Levi mentioned earlier, um, sort of the, the kind of the golden era of card collecting. While that's certainly, you know, kids have been collecting baseball cards, you know, or probably since, you know, certainly our, our parents' generation, maybe even generation before that. But it really didn't become the industry that for a brief period it was until I think all three of us and people our age really started collecting cards in the period like Levi mentioned from about you know you could say anywhere from like the start of it was maybe 84 to 86 all the way to like around 92 or 93 right sort of dovetailed with maybe the strike happening in baseball as well you could say that that was one of the things that that signaled the end of it too yeah um
1: yeah and and uh part partial credit for the beginning of it kind of goes to Don Mattingly and yeah, his rookie cards. Um, right up until that yeah. point, rookie cards weren't quite as heralded. Uh, yeah, until Lee in '84.
0: Yeah, right. So yeah, '84 to probably '93 ish, uh, right around there, '94 ish. So almost a ten year period where really cards uh, consumed a lot of our time when
2: we were kids. They were everywhere. You, they anywhere were ever, you would go ubiquitous. with your parents, it seemed like there would be a box on the counter,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: and we looked. I we were talking before the show. We looked this up a pack of 89 tops was 45 cents. Yeah. yeah. And I remember buying a lot of packs of 87 tops so that they might've even have been a quarter or 35 cents. Or yeah.
0: Something. They and were in every grocery top. store.
2: So yeah, it was something that like, you could be like, ah, I want that. And your parents would buy it. Right. And you know what I mean? You would get a stick of awful tasting gum covered yeah. in powdered sugar. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. yeah it, it was just something that was a lot more innocent.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it, something,
1: something that made it so ubiquitous was the fact that these other companies, Fleer and Donruss, were able to come in
0: yeah.
1: uh, before even Upper Deck and and start to um, really just uh, be uh, uh, flood the market with all types of cards. In addition to Tops, because Tops lost its monopoly on on releasing those cards. So,
0: yeah. Uh, and now it's now it's back to like where it started with just Tops. Yeah. yeah. So it's come full yeah. circle now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so, you know, all of us, just to give everybody, um, folks who who don't know us, um, personally, uh, all of us are just separated by, you know, one year each. So, you're looking at 79, 80, and 81 for our birth years. So, we were all collecting cards right around the same era. Um, Since I'm the eldest here, I'll go ahead and start. Um, You know, I was looking through my older car, my I should say they're all older uh, my cards and the year that and I don't have the clearest memory of starting just because I was so young. uh, I remember, you know, the throes of collecting pretty vividly, but I don't necessarily remember like, you know, here's, here's your introduction to baseball cards, Gabe. I don't remember if like, you know, my dad brought home a pack or my grandpa gave me a pack or my uncle gave me a pack. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm looking at the collection and 1986 tops, um, which is a set that I really like. Still, those were those that had to have been just based on the volume of cards that I owned from that year. That had to have been really my foray, my first foray into into co- collecting cards seriously. So I'd have been about seven. I'd have been seven years old, right? Um, and uh, if for those of you who you know, gosh, I should I should have one handy here, but I don't. Um, the '86 Tops. Sort of had the all caps. There you go, right? The Bo Jackson. This is Tops uh, traded, but yeah, Tops, beautiful card. Gosh, but yeah, I, I, I got that. I one. haven't That's seen that name. one in a long time, man. Of course, it's, it's
1: a beaut. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. So yeah, the all caps. Yeah, Bo Jackson,
1: by the way, for the, our listeners.
0: Yep, all <laughs> caps in the team. The font, you know, all caps in the team color. Um, just actually all caps on all the text on the front. I think, I a um, and a, a big photo. You know. Uh, so yeah, I like that, and then uh, yeah, those are the backs there. So that was my that was my first first uh, really foray into collecting cards. Series. And
2: what's funny is, like, even at that time, if you you know, it got it got to where you know, almost nowadays, and it started to when we were getting out of collecting to where it was just becoming so much of an adult thing. Yeah, the, the cards were so expensive. It, it kids couldn't afford to go to a store and buy a pack. Usually, you know what I mean. They'd have to work for a while to spend, you know, right. their money packs of cards. Or and it became all about inserts. And what's funny is those eighty six tops. Even if you wanted to be kind of a, a big collector, you could back then. You because could. Because they yeah. released those tops Tiffany sets. Do you remember and, those? They were. They were like. It, Tops released like in parallel with all those sets back then. A set where they were like on glossy premium card cardstock. Yeah,
0: I know what you're talking about. And they yeah. were called
2: Tops Tiffany. And those are actually worth some money still.
0: Okay, one of the few, huh? Yeah, yeah. right. I yeah. wish I would
2: have known just to collect those. Right.
0: So so yeah, eighty six marked the beginning of my card collecting. Um my golden years of card collecting and probably you know near the beginning of the golden years of the collecting industry um you know i took my cards everywhere
1: yeah
0: like i i I took them everywhere i mean i i take them to the toilet you know what i mean like i i'd I'd look at my cards while i was on the bed while i was sitting on the toilet
2: yeah we should preface that everybody had a binder right yeah everybody everybody had a binder yeah, Maybe with stickers even on mine, it. Mine has
1: multiple <laughs> layers of stickers. Like it, <laughs> yeah. it starts with, I don't know, I think that's Howard Johnson or something. Um, oh, and then, uh, yeah, kind of like Joe's 92 upper deck. I think uh, Prince Fielder with the uh, San Diego chicken there. Nice. Um, and then it's recently recently been repaired with some Hello Kitty duct tape.
0: Uh, right. The
2: last few years. Keep it alive. So, yeah.
0: it, you know, it started out maybe just you put them in a box, and then the binders became in vogue. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, as as collecting became more serious pages. for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. So binders right, you know, nine uh nine slots per page, right? Do
1: you remember when you did you uh upgrade from the side load slot to the top load slots? I remember when I finally got top load
2: slots for those I, pages. Yeah, I, I barely like remember I the
0: slide. Them. The sides. Yeah,
2: yeah, the sides didn't last long. People were no. like oh, he's out of here. Yeah.
0: And then you you guys remember as well putting them in the in the um you didn't want to double up, right? You thought that hurt the card. You know what <laughs> you I mean? Did, yeah, you You're didn't like, want yeah.
2: too many cards in, in one. And, and
0: your good ones, unless, like, you really were pressed for space, you didn't want them back to back
2: either. <laughs> right, right. Because you couldn't see the backs. You couldn't see the backs. See backs. Yeah, yeah, you would have to take
0: them out. <laughs> Taking them out wears them down. Oh, yes. Right? I don't want so to send those corners.
2: I wasn't yeah.
1: as concerned about that. Unless I put them in a, in a hard case, in in which case I mean those were the real valuable ones. But otherwise, yeah, if they were like a top to
2: loader or like a little sleeve, yeah, what have, have, whatever yeah. these are. Yeah, yeah I had like the top a good load. book.
1: Okay.
0: I had like a good book and a swag book. You know what I mean? Where like where like I um I would have um you know my the ones where yeah. I I didn't have yeah. them back to back like all my favorite players. Like, the ones that at the time were worth money. And then I had a book that was, like, more... It wasn't commons, but it was sort of, like, a mid-tier between <laughs> the the good cards and the commons. Where I would double up those if I had doubles of the card and put some... That, of the that was back. the
2: binder you'd let kids see first when you were like, hey, you want to trade?
0: Exactly, yeah. Then, wow. you know, because... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Because, like, one of my books... I, was, I remember I went over to a kid's house, and I, I'm not going to name any names because these names won't mean anything to the audience, but... And like, you know, he busted out his book and I busted out mine. And like I was pretty stingy with what I would trade. <laughs> and like he just starts pulling out all these cards. You know what I mean? Like all like your just cards like, or his cards. M- my cards. He's like, like ah, these are all going like, home what with me. Want? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! It's like a first date here, okay? Like, like seriously? Like, let's get your not, greasy like, hands do, off
2: my car. Yeah,
0: dinner and a movie first, okay? Seriously? Like, he like pulled out like you know like three dozen cards. I was like, nah, like I got veto power here. Like this ain't you know. So you know, I was I was very uh, selective and and kind of stingy with what I traded. Um, but yeah, going back, I would take my cards everywhere, like. Like, my parents would drive to, you know, Springfield, which, for those of you who aren't from where we're from, that was kind of, like, where we went for, you know, civilization. Um, Relatives'
1: and, houses. Right,
0: Right? Like yeah, that. right. Relatives' houses and, and, and things like that. And um, we, uh, um, you know, it was, like, 25 miles away. And, like, yeah, we would, you know, every time my, my mom would take me shopping, my mom and dad would take me shopping, like, I would take the book. You know, I would take it to family functions, Christmas, Easter,
2: Some Thanksgiving. Some of my first card trading experiences were with you, probably at a holiday function. Absolutely, and, and, and our um, and our other cousin Justin. I remember trading cards with him as well. He
0: was he was a big player in in our uh, our our family circle of <laughs> of card trading as well. I remember, um, and I'll pass the baton here in a minute. Um, I remember Justin Levi and I's cousin. Um, he uh, he was the first person to show me upper deck. Which changed everything. <laughs> you, were like, you know, oh, it God. was just if you have those moments where, you know, this, this podcast is about baseball and music. Do you know I, what like I, equivalent?
2: I, like kids would maybe if you could somehow compare, it would be like black and white TV to color. It would. It be. was like you had been in black and white your whole life. The Wizard you, of Oz. Yeah. yeah. And you were like, what?
0: <laughs> Nothing will be the same afterwards. <laughs> Nothing. You know. I remember like when I first heard Appetite for Destruction, and then. <laughs>
2: Let's.
0: Excuse me. Um And then I first heard straight out of Compton a couple of years later. Right. <laughs> Things were never the same after that. Right. And it was the same thing for Upper Deck. My cousin Justin showed me these glossy cards, and um, you know they had pictures on the b- big pictures on the back as well. Holograms. And they were just yeah. They were just on like really nice stock as well. And they this were is just the
2: '91 Bo Jackson.
0: Yeah. Yeah. '89 I mean, nothing, was the first year of Upper nothing Deck. Nothing like
2: the smell of a fresh pack of yeah. Upper Deck.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they were expensive at the time. <laughs> you know, like Levi had said, most of the other brands were anywhere from like forty five to sixty five cents. They were like a buck
2: or a buck and a These half. These are like
0: a thing. buck or a buck and a quarter, yeah. yeah uh, right. so yeah, they uh they were kind of this kind of game a game changer for sure. Yeah, they were game changers and also sort of a cliche here. They were kind of the beginning of the end too. You yeah. know, yeah, rep-
1: yeah, it was Upper Deck, and then like Leaf as well, Stadium Club, Studio, all those came in. And then it was just a shit storm after yeah. that.
0: Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we... Well, yeah,
2: uh, that, and so that kind of goes straight in. It got oh, to that point where trading cards were so big that they would make them for almost anything. Yeah. Oh, we were. I was going through some of the, the Vintage Tops wax packs from back in the day and there there were adventures in babysitting tops cards there <laughs> nice. there were awesome. uh there were lost boys tops cards
1: I have a uh a sticker an Alf card sticker on the on the side of one of my shoe boxes
2: of i will never forget i i remember i might even bought a pack of these the desert storm cards the tops I, I i had to remember those. Room. Yeah. I remember those. Oh, yeah. Ninety
1: didn't, didn't they put some in like ninety ninety one tops? Didn't they yeah. put
2: Desert Storm cards in there? There might. Yeah, you're right. I think there might have been. They were like gold yeah, foil inserts.
0: Yeah, I I looks like it.
2: there were growing pains tops cards. <laughs>
0: not, yeah, it was, if it was if it was a part of pop culture, most likely. Yeah, it Gremlins
2: card, one you know? and two both had cards.
0: I've got a lot of the Gremlins cards. Um,
2: I just think that it. it like if you can be one of those people and ride that wave you know what i mean it was such a huge market yeah that anything could sell but it it, it almost you know what i mean it almost should have been assigned to everybody that it was going to end it was going to crash to illustrate oh. how big
0: it was lastly um you know we all grew up well levi in a neighboring town but all of us grew up in towns of under 10,000 people And the town that jonathan and i grew up in had fewer than 30,000 people in it. Or, I'm sorry, no, you know, 3, definitely 3,000. Right. Um, had fewer than 3,000 people in it. Um, and we had like three card shops at one yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. I remember you walking know? to them with yeah, you. Yeah. And so. I'm, I interrupted you, Jonathan. I'm sorry. Were
1: no, that's okay. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and I would always hang out uh, at Merle's. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the guys there I'd hang out with, we would, we would go play uh, baseball at the middle school. And then we would just go back. I'd ride my Sonic Six. Uh, dirt bike and uh, we go back to the card shop and uh yeah i mean it was uh it was all cards all the time there for a couple summers and uh, i remember one of the one of the first like valuable cards even before the card shops um uh, was uh, an 86 uh, uh jose canseco rookie and this is it's one of his more obscure rookies it's not like the most sought after
2: Oh no, but, but it's a it, good looking card it's it's got the batting practice
1: jersey on. Him, yeah but... yeah with uh, eric plunk on there <laughs> and uh, awful name for a pitcher, Eric Plunk. Right. Um, and uh, uh, so yeah, and I even I even put it in a little uh, uh, top loader sleeve. I called it with rookie cards. Yeah. What, okay. Like
2: eyes. if you want full geekdom here, if you want me to go full on nerd, that card is in a penny sleeve inside a top loader.
1: Oh, you you can see the little plastic. Yeah, that's, yeah.
2: A, that's called a Penny Sleeve.
1: Penny
0: Sleeve. Yeah, just I, looking, seeking the ultimate preservation there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. When, <laughs> oh, you, want, oh, when yeah. you
2: only want the finest for your worthless memorabilia. Uh, right? Yeah, especially <laughs> when it has
1: pretty bent up, corn, nicked corners and everything. First card I remember trading for uh, was, I remember taking my binder over to a kid's house. Don't even remember who it was, but uh, I ended up obtaining a 1987 Topps Will Clark. It's a good looking card. And... It's um yeah the eighty seven tops are are pretty uh are,
2: are, are standard pretty bearer pretty really standard
1: bearer yeah for when it comes yeah. to you know some of the most pleasing
2: designs iconic or... yeah I will say like who the photographer that year or the photographers a lot of out of focus shots
1: yeah like yeah. a
2: lot of little haze yeah. long zooms <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, a lot of a lot of haze on some of those shots.
1: And you know, and that's something else Upper Deck brought to the game was just sharp more Chris. sharp action yeah. shots,
0: uh more casual yeah. shots too. You know, Upper Deck would have those as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: they were casual but not boring. There are a lot of right. shots of those tops in the mid 80s where it's just like, you know, it's short of the dude picking his nose. They're pretty boring. Right. right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh but then you it, it starts to uh get a little bit better. Uh, and you know, even an 88, you know, it's something, uh, something like the Greg Jeffries rookie of the 88 Donruss, it's, it's you know, it's a nice shot. Um, and, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, some of that, some of that early stuff, even the Cal Ripken rookie is it, it's yeah, the, the photos, Yeah.
2: The, like the photos and the quality of the colors, like, right. like everything is like, wow, you go back and look and it's like, these cards were worth a lot of money at one time too. Yeah, I know? would I would yeah. say that
0: eighty six top set that I mentioned the photo quality was
2: it bad. was oh, different uh, for yeah. you
0: know it was it was a marked improvement. One of the worst the sets is year, the year yeah. Top. The
2: worst set probably for that type is eighty five tops. Seems yeah. like eighty five tops. Every card, the colors are washed out. Yeah, it seems that's like... the card
0: I was just going to bring. That yeah. was on the tip of my yeah. tongue, Clemens yeah. rookie.
2: Yeah. Yep. yeah. Nice. That's a that's a good card. That's that one does not suffer as bad as some of the right, other yeah, cards. One's not as bad.
1: But you're right. So 85 really wasn't good. 86 was a it was a pretty good set for for photos. 80 and 87 was it was a nice design, but it was a step back in photos. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I right. agree. Yeah. And then 88s weren't those that was a pretty forgettable year for tops. It was.
1: But 89 was 89s was are nice. great. Yeah.
0: Good photos and good design. Yeah. 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 The bubble letters kind of the yeah. cursive bubble letters almost yeah, yeah, I would say
2: 88 or 89 was probably when the the, the apex of me having a lot of cards. 89 probably, for me. Yeah. Probably 89 for me cuz that also was the first year that I was old enough and the Cubs had won the division that year.
1: Yeah.
2: So oh, I right. remember yeah. the mark, the the 89 Mark Grace tops is a great looking card. Beautiful card. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: That's not his rookie. It's like it's like first year, second. Yeah,
2: yeah, technically mark. there was an 88 maybe traded. Yeah. That was the thing, all these sets, there would be like, most of them would be a set. Then it got to be, there was a a low set and a high set. Then it got to be, there was a low set, a high set, and at the end of the year, an update or a traded. So to try, you know, with a kid with limited funds, I I hardly ever got traded or update sets.
0: And I thought of this as well. You know, you mentioned kids with limited funds, right? Um, You know, it... Levi, I think, alluded to this earlier. I mean, adults came in, and, like, they, you know, they sort of, they they turned it into an industry. They monetized but, it. Yeah, they monetized it, and also, you know, I mean, they would, they would, I, I remember going to a couple of card shows. I don't know if you guys ever made it to card yep. shows. Levi I, yeah, probably attended a couple of them together. Yeah. It was at the, the old Holiday Inn in Springfield, one of yeah. them, and, um, you know, I mean, like, there would be, adults there essentially like short changing kids you know yeah oh, yeah, like yeah, really like, yeah.
2: like just like a guy sitting there ripping open like wax packs looking for like the best cards and then trying to sell you like commons and uncommons for like way more than what they were worth or if he did have the good cards he would have them like you know the prices would be jacked so
0: marked up yeah, yeah. so we became adults selling to adults then yeah. um uh, and, yeah, some of the Innocence was gone. I know. would say
2: w- w- the, the shop I went to the most was obviously one you guys probably did too as well, was BJ Coin Shop. in Split. Oh, yeah. And they seemed to be the place to where you could buy buy packs of cards for a decent price, obviously. You know, there wasn't much markup, if any. And then individual cards, they they had some... They had a lot of autographed photos. I remember that. They had like binders full of autographed eight by tens.
0: They had one of the Mantle rookie cards there.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah, they did. They had older, uh, older cards there. Which I'm was, talking
0: like the you guys know what cards yeah. are the oh, yeah. famous card. the 52
2: yeah. tops. Right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah well, they had one of those. That's
2: another sure. interesting point. And I remember, I remember that year they brought back Bowman in '89.
0: Yeah, and uh, the they were long sets. They, yeah, wouldn't, the, they, the, they wouldn't the fit in the top row. Yeah, yeah that's my top only top get
2: those. Is, you couldn't put them in the top yeah. row. And there was a, a set called Tops Big. Do you remember those? They wouldn't yeah. fit. Yeah.
0: They, they were like a
2: little big. bit bigger too. Right. And uh, the 89 Tops Griffey is an awesome card. But yeah. I remember they would put those like, oh, hey, you could win. You could win like a, a real Bowman or a real you know, a Mickey Mantle, there would be those cards in there. Do you remember that? It would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I thought for sure I was going to somehow pull like an original Mickey Mantle card out of a pack of Bowman, But it never happened. (laughs) Let's
0: talk for a minute, guys, about we talked about Upper Deck coming on, bursting onto the scene in 89. The transition from the 80s to the 90s, um, you know, there became too many options to really keep up with right? Yeah, about um, 92,
1: 93,
0: 94, yeah. Yeah, I mean even sort of, I was looking through some older cards, it sort of even started like around 91, 92, like you had score. a lot of, yeah, well, well, score came around in the 80s, but I'm saying like special editions of, of oh. cards, you know what Clear I mean? Player. Like, yeah, like ones that um, weren't necessarily just the standard player card, you know what I mean? They would, they would either be... Um, like a you know a special edition that they had created, like some type of special insert. Some of those were really pretty and cool. Um, others, it just became hard to keep up with. You would see like cards where you know like these Studio and Pinnacle and all these other kind of <laughs> cards. Like that Randy were like,
2: Johnson in a tuxedo holding a fastball.
0: Exactly. It was always like it was always <laughs> like them out of uniform.
2: You know, yeah. like
0: I remember there's one where like Frank Viola like looks like he's like a Broadway director. He's got like, a black pearl <laughs> neck on. You know, he's like. <laughs> like this you know like, like, actually, like, like frank fiola like directing streetcar named desire or something you know, like, he
2: was listening to uh, simon and garfunkel bookends
0: that or in, that yeah Pack
1: of pentacle got me in a lot of trouble one time i it was uh you know i was going through a pretty rough patch there when i was about 12 and i was pretty addicted to, to buying cards yeah and uh, we have a festival there in petersburg every year and and I remember asking my parents for some, my mom for some money, and she's like, "Okay, but you can't go spend it on cards. You have to go spend it at, <laughs> at the, the carnival. <laughs> yeah, at the carnival. You know, you you better buy like a pretzel or a funnel cake with this money." And but I immediately went to the card shop, and I just had to buy something. Like give me, give, dude, give me the pinnacle, give me the pinnacle. Right. Were like, these the black
2: border pinnacles? Yeah. I remember those I think they so, were. Yeah
0: which and, the design yeah. on all those cards suck now when you look oh, back God, at them they look awful. really dated God, yeah. and just God, they look yeah. like a pair of LA Gear sneakers turned into
2: baseball <laughs>
1: cards yeah, anyway and... go ahead so I, I left them in my jacket pocket. My mom found them, and she said, where'd you get these? And I said, somebody gave them to me, which is <laughs> right. an awful lie.
2: i just hold them for a friend.
1: And that was right. when I realized, yeah, I had a problem. Today.
2: They're
0: not my cards, officer.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, I was, I was 12. I realized I had a problem, and that was, that was kind of the beginning of the end, actually, for me. Buying cards was 1992, 12 years old.
0: <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys, I mean, okay, you tell that. Levi, what about you? Do you remember what made you stop? Was it just um, age, or was it just...
2: I think age, I got out of it. I got more into music, and I started Same, playing music. Music I and girls. Books, yeah, right. yeah. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Um, But, honestly, like, every once in a while, like, I know I have a few, like, I would randomly buy a pack. Like, I have some, like, a couple, probably a few packs worth of, like, 94 tops, maybe. Mm-hmm. I have maybe some, like, 97 tops, a couple right. packs like I would occasionally check in on the hobby so to speak but like I I just I lost it you know what i mean at one time i don't know you guys might have too i had the monthly beckett subscription oh yeah,
0: yeah. i had a subscription that was yeah. that was
2: like a, a playboy a for like a 12 year old i was like <laughs> yeah <Playboy> for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I uh, I had it. Too. Got it, it in know. the mail, all in like a wrapper. Was like, oh, don't let nobody see this. Boy. I remember, like
0: the the demand was so high for it, like I didn't get the Bo Jackson one, where he's you know the black Superman, and white. Superman. I got tats. that one. Like oh, yeah. they had to send it to me. Like my mom called and Holy stuff cow. like that. Yeah, my mom called Beckett. You know, it's she like you chip my son. Yeah, right. So like about a couple of weeks later, I got like in like a special like first class mail.
2: Do you remember, I slipped. remember uh, a Bo Jackson one where he's dressed like Superman, like coming out of a telephone booth? I
0: something. remember that one as well, yeah. yeah. Um and you know, then Beckett would explode to where they had you know, they had like a hockey Beckett monthly. Yeah. They had,
2: oh, yeah. yeah. It
0: was crazy. Um you know and They I think... were like
2: basically the first collectible that blew up. Yeah. People people had always collected stuff, whether it was antiques or dolls or this was something that was like geared towards kids. And just blew up. It was, it was almost babies like, before yeah, babies. Yeah, yeah. I was going nice. to say. That. Yeah, it, it was exactly <laughs>
0: another another one that totally yeah. you know just fell off a cliff after yeah. a while. You know, you know, the Beckett separated the kids that like knew their shit for them, <laughs> Oh but, yeah, like, yeah. Because like the kids that didn't read Beckett or consult it, like, were kind of easy to rip off. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, whereas the kids who read it, you know, you wanted, like, you could, yeah. you couldn't get it past them. You I know? read
2: Beckett. And I knew I was getting a bad deal, but maybe part of me somehow saw into the future, and I time-traveled and saw that it would someday be worth nothing, but I'll never forget, I remember trading a kid at daycare in Chatham. Um, he traded me an 87 tops Andre Dawson, or it was an 88 tops Andre Dawson MVP, because he was MVP in right. 87, I think it was. And it's just it's just a face shot of him, I think. It's like his head says, so you know, MVP or whatnot. I traded it for the eighty six tops Mark McGuire rookie card. Ooh. Back then it would have been you know what I mean? Back then it was like, oh my God, I'm that's the worst deal you could have ever that's, made. That's the
1: ride. difference between a state college and a private college back then. Right. <laughs>
2: Nowadays, it's like both cards are literally worth nothing. Yeah, yeah. And so, do
1: you guys have any white whales that that you n- were never able to get? For me, ninety leaf Frank Thomas. Oh,
2: I never pulled one of those. I those always were... wanted one of those. And Sad an eighty four Fleer
1: Roger Clemens were, were my two white whales. Uh, yeah, those
2: eighty four Fleer updates are tough to
1: get.
0: Oh yeah, man. I, I never had make... the Griffey upper deck. You know, oh, like you I didn't? mean, this. Uh, mm-hmm. I never got.
2: Like it. in later years, I went back and bought. I. I bought a Canseco rookie for, like, next to nothing. I bought that Maguire rookie again for nothing. I bought... um,
1: Don't you feel kind of validated when you can, like, just get it for, like, seven bucks?
2: Yeah. Well, not even... I literally think I paid, like, $4 nice. for shipping or something nice. for the Maguire. Because yeah. it was right after all that fallout and everything. The cards were just worth nothing. They yeah. still they still haven't rebounded a ton. No, you know what I mean? no, no. No, no, sure. no Jose Canseco rookie card is worth over $5 or something.
0: Yeah, and, like, you know, I mentioned I didn't have, during the my golden years of collecting, I didn't have uh, any of those, the Ken Griffey Jr. 89 Upper Deck. Now it's like I could get to six of them if I wanted to, you know, I
1: mean, part of you kind of wants to
0: (laughs) kind of does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it kind of does. You know, one last thing about Beckett monthly. Um, Beckett was always good at it was kind of my um, my information for on prospects, you know, like Beckett was really good at identifying the cards that were going to be hot. So the kids that didn't read Beckett, like they didn't know who Todd Van
2: Pappel was. Oh yeah. I, I remember that. You know there what I mean? was a column. It was like and a column or something every month and it was like Todd yeah. or not.
0: Yeah. and it would like, be I like cards that Van Van are going
2: Poppen up, cards was. that are going down. Yeah.
0: So you could you could essentially like, you know, you, you could you could pull one over on some people because they didn't know who Greg Jeffries was. They didn't know who Todd Van Poppen was. They didn't know who Brian Gordon or uh, Brian Taylor was. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right, so so yeah, you could really you could uh, you could exploit um, that. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say it, but yeah. you could yeah. So who 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 were your
1: go to players? Who who did you collect the most of?
0: Van Poppel for me. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, just because I, I I got it, I was infatuated with the prospect. You know, like yeah. what could be? Yeah.
2: Mine originally was always Sandberg. Like any yeah. Ryan Sandberg card, I could get my hands on. Sure, and yeah. then. Um, About maybe two years or a year before the Ripken rookie or record got broke, maybe like two years before that, yeah, I got into Ripken and started collecting all of his cards. So I probably have, I I probably have equal amount Sandberg and Ripken.
0: Yeah, the Van Poppel for me was excluding White Sox. You know, obviously, oh sure, I went after Fisk, Fisk Fisk and Baines in the '80s, and a lot of big pins. Yeah, and then the early nineties, you know, um Thomas and Ventura. um
2: so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I had I had way too many Ellis Burks and Mike Greenwells. I was a big
2: <laughs> did Red Sox you, fan. Yeah. Yeah, did you end up, up having ever that Leaf Sosa rookie? Gabe no. on the White Sox? I don't have it.
0: No, I know what you're talking about. It's
2: a good looking card.
1: He's bumping in it, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I like I got his
0: Tops rookie on the White Sox. I've got that one. Um, but yeah, not the, uh, I've got the tops one where I think he's, he's either in, I think he's in the minor league uniform.
2: Still. So, yeah, I mean, no, it yeah. seems like, you know, it what turned from an innocent hobby, it kind of turned into a doomed, a doomed proposition almost. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was, so, it was so big it had to fail. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, too much. And now and it's, and now, it it's, and now I
2: mean... it's back just in. I because mean, you you can thing. you can yeah. buy a pack of cards for a dollar ninety nine. We were talking like you know at a Target or a Walmart. You can buy, I think, you get what, like eight or twelve cards maybe for a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, but there's so many other sets that it's all it's all about more expensive sets, and it's all about. I mean, and one of the things that's made it cool, but one of the things that's made it worse, and what turned it worse, was the introduction of of relic inserts or autograph inserts. And so, like, they they introduced that to, like, spice up the hobby, you know, where it's like a patch or an autograph or whatever, or a piece of the bat. Yeah. But what that's created is more adults rummaging through cases and cases of cards, trying to find those cards. And there are scrupulous ways to do it. You can weigh packs, you can weigh boxes of cards... Until by weight, what if a pack has a certain insert?
1: Well, do you remember uh, back in the day? I would you could look in the on the side to see because right. like sometimes there would be like a glossy something or other, uh, it, where you could see through the pack to see if
2: there were packs. Do you remember rack packs? Cards? The clear rack packs. We would yeah. go to Kmart, yeah. I think it was,
0: oh, and yeah, all yeah. those
2: rack packs you could thumb through them and find like rookie cards or whatnot on the outside that you yeah. could see. Well it's, it, it's like I think he would even
1: he would give you the box and be like, "All right, pick your pack and he would like let you look in the sides to try to figure out you know which pack exactly well, you and
2: wanted. the the more unscrupulous dealers back in those days um when they were wax packs, all you had to do was open the pack of cards, look for the good cards yeah. find them take them out, put one in, and then reseal it with an iron yeah they, they they used to do that bastards. But yeah, you know, Rob- it, it, is, it, like Gabe said, it, it got to a point where they're robbing kids. You know what I mean? The hobby turned from being something yeah. like, hey, hey, this is cool, kids can collect this, kids can be into baseball. Now it's adults have monetized it. They've made like a a I'm not going to say a criminal activity, but it kind of is a criminal activity to to open cards, take out the good ones, then reseal them and sell them to oh, to Yeah, to yeah, yeah, it's fraudulent.
1: But Yeah. I, I think in the end we we had a pretty good Considering oh, yeah. that we we were in this era, uh, that we, where we got to collect uh, at this, this this kind of pinnacle, and yep. and then it's there's nothing right... now
0: that like unifies kids like that. Yeah, no, but it's no? seg-
1: for us it segued like right into music, and it was just perfect timing, you know. Because sure. come 90, 1991, 1992 it was perfect timing. Yeah,
0: it's true. All right, let's show our cards, guys. Oh yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Jonathan, why don't you start us off?
1: I'm I'm doing I'm going with the classic. This is a big influence on us, uh, and it is the 90, 1987 tops future stars Bo Jackson. You might recognize that logo. It uh, uh, we have mimicked it for the rock and roll Shinsu Chu Choo logo, and uh, yeah, Bo's Bo's just shagging a fly here in this nineteen eighty seven tops
2: important card
0: for many people our age
2: yeah that was one maybe that could have been a white whale for me i don't know if i ever had one of those back in the day but i i acquired one of the like i bought a lot on ebay and the guy had the tops traded and that 87 i think i paid like six dollars for that (laughs) um the card i was going to show i just pulled a day or so ago in a pack and i i had talked about this a little bit before the episode um I bought a pack of the new Topps Gypsy Queen. It's 2016 Topps Gypsy Queen, and that's a subset of Topps where it's a little bit fancier-looking cards. And then this year, they've used that new photo effect that's really popular everywhere where it's like a photo that kind of makes it look like a painting or a drawing or whatever you want to say. Okay. And it, it really works well on baseball cards. I, I like yeah. this photo effect on baseball cards. And um, one little disclaimer... It was three packs of cards, and each pack had six cards, so eighteen cards, and it was nine ninety nine. Jesus. So that, that ob- obviously it is not a kid's hobby, or the you know what I mean. These aren't geared towards children; they can't be. Um, yeah,
0: and I don't think this. Unfortunately, most kids they don't give a shit about them anyway. Exactly. So, yeah, most
2: kids don't even unfortunately care about baseball, but that's another right. episode we'll have to do. Um, I pulled the little mini Cubs Jason Hayward. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Nice. And I have mixed feelings about these mini cards that they've reintroduced. I don't know if I if I'm if I'm all the way on board. I I know it's supposed to harken back to like tobacco days maybe. Yeah. But um
1: who I don't know. Like to harken back to tobacco, <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> yeah, right. I was just try
0: I was just harkening back to tobacco days the other day. <laughs> yeah, just, it, I, I just I feel like was, ripped off. I was
2: I... sucking on a palm all as he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> like. Well, it's it, you know funny. They uh, '89 Fleer, the Randy, the original Randy Johnson rookie card on '89 Fleer. He's in. He's standing, and behind him, he's he's um the Expos. They're they're what at the what's it? What was it? Uh, Exposition Olympic, Dome. Olympic yeah. Dome, yeah. Behind him on the board, it's like Marlboro, literally, like right here's his head, and right next to it, it says Marlboro. Sure. Well, Fleer didn't realize it, and they let it go, and so they ended up reprinting a ton of those, and like, it you know, they had a lot of they had a lot of problems in that '89 Fleer set. <laughs> yeah, right,
0: it 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 Yeah, yeah. Just ask Billy Ripkin. Anyway, <laughs> or no, is that '88?
2: Uh, that was eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay.
0: All right. Well, I've got. Speaking of nineteen eighty nine Fleers, um, not the best looking cards. You know, it's just that gray and white stripes. Yeah. But um, I always liked the cards that had multiple players on them, and they they've done this for a while. Like probably back since the sixties and seventies at least. Um, I've got one here called Triple A's, yeah. right? <laughs> And it's basically Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco dwarfing Terry Steinbach, right? They're like um,
2: three of him. Right. Actually, it looks like McGuire is two of him and Canseco is three of him.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, you know, for a brief period there, um, when the White Sox weren't very good, you know, I grew up a White Sox fan, as everyone knows, um, and I've always rooted for them. For a brief period there, much to my grandfather's dismay, like I liked the A's because it was well, yeah. sexy. It was sexy to a lot like. Lot of people yeah, they it. were
2: they were they were the the Lamborghini pick. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know yeah. So I
0: mean, obviously these three guys, Conseco particularly, played a role in that. You know, they were. A, I mean, like everybody wanted to root for the team that was kicking everybody's ass. You know, sure. I mean, so both not everybody is. wanted to root for him, but all the kids liked him. I mean, yeah. I mean, like Conseco and McGuire. You know, I mean, there's... Everybody wanted those two guys on their team, you know? I mean, who didn't? So, for me, yeah.
1: Steinbach is the also-ran on there. Right.
0: (laughs) He had some good years, man. Um, Yeah, he was... Go ahead. did,
2: Did both Canseco brothers play for the White Sox at some point in their careers? I
0: don't know if Ozzy did. Jose did in 01. Like, I think we were his last team. I think we might have been his last stop, actually. Yeah, so... Yeah. So yeah, we the White Sox get all those guys just when they're when they're way past their prime. Yeah,
2: unfortunately, it's about eight years late. Right?
0: Yeah, right, exactly. So, uh, so anyway, um, yeah. No,
1: Oz, Ozzy never played for the White Sox. Okay, just, just uh, the A's and the Cardinals.
0: Triple A's. So those are mine. Nice. All right, superstar specials. This series just generic.
1: <laughs> you said it was an '89 flare.
0: 89 Fleer, yeah, yeah and there's kind of like a narrative on the back about all three players, so, anywho, that was fun Yeah. Um, so, want to remind everybody, check us out at Um, You can find previous episodes, all the Show Your Cards episodes uh, as well as our most recent episode where we profiled the work of Bob Dylan um, So check that out, please also, please, if you listen to us on iTunes or you subscribe to us on iTunes, go ahead and please leave us a rating there, even if it's not a good rating. Leave us a rating. Tell us what we're doing wrong, right? We'll take any rating So uh, and reviews as well. That helps us out, certainly. Um, and however you listen to us, if you if there are other apps where you can rate us, please do if you can. Just take a second and we would appreciate it. Um, and then also, uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at rockintchew, that's in as in Nolan Ryan beat up Robin Ventura. Um so check us out at Rock In Chu on Twitter and Instagram. Uh and until next time, we'll see you later. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks.